Welcome to the Security Sessions podcast, brought to you by Talist and hosted by me, Nera Jones. In this podcast series, we'll be discussing the technologies, people, and processes behind information security and delving into topics like data security, remote access, and digital transformation. We'll be speaking to Talis and industry experts to bring you fresh perspectives on how to navigate the world of cloud security. Today's episode is about the convergence of IT and OT. In today's world, highly connected cyber physical systems are the norm, and the lines between information technology and operational technology are becoming blurred. Attacking OT systems presents a major threat, not only to business disruption, but also to national economy and security. So how can we strengthen the security posture of critical infrastructure? Today, I have two fantastic guests, François Lanier, VP of Access Management Solutions at Thales, and Sid Chaffa, VP and Chief Delivery Officer at Itegrity. Welcome to you both, François and Sid. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Nihazwa. Well, without further ado, what do we mean by operational technology? What, what are the key industry that we are referring to, starting with you, Sid? Sure. I mean, o- operational technology uh, differentiates itself from information technology in the sense that information technology is focused on data, managing that data, presenting it, etc. Operational technology involves things that touch the physical world, valves, um, switches on train tracks, uh, and I'm kind of getting into what um, those industries might be. But anything that affects your physical world is going to be your operational technology uh, portion, and they tend to be a little bit more simplistic. The energy, uh, the industries that primarily utilize these technologies are energy. You'll see it a lot in the electrical industry, oil and gas. Uh, You will see it heavily in manufacturing and transportation. But there's, I mean, a lot of variant industries out there that also utilize it, including healthcare uh, industries. Indeed. So uh, looking at those cyber physical systems, so to speak, uh, what does the OT threat landscape uh, look like? Is it different from the IT threat landscape? Because traditionally, IT and OT have been left in their respective silos. So to you, Francois. Yeah, and, and that's uh, that's a very, very good question, because um, clearly we are talking about uh, two worlds, you know, that traditionally have been addressed uh, very differently in terms of uh, uh, reducing the attack surface and, and dealing with security. But what's really unique about um, OT security, which is, I would say, you know, a field that is more emerging than IT security, which is very mature, um, is the fact that we are dealing uh, mostly with um, uh, environments like, you know, machines and uh, even the type, you know, of uh, computer devices, uh, kiosk workstation, uh, IoT devices, and so on, like like what uh, Sid mentioned, that are um, very unique to OT, right, that we don't find typically in the uh, traditional IT environment. Um, There is also a very important um, uh, concept, which is the uh, the physical 
meaning location, uh, location of devices, but also location eventually of, of user of these devices that can be taken into account. Because uh, now in the IT space, I mean, clearly, especially in a remote uh, workforce con context, um, location of the user doesn't matter as much. Whereas in, in OT, I mean, location of the user can matter and can be actually a, a parameter in the security equation. Um, and then, um, lastly, you know, I mean, we are dealing also with very specific populations, right? I mean, frontline workers, um, people that are on the move, um, delivery people, um, you know, maintenance crew um, that cannot be managed and are not typically managed also by traditional IT. They, they may not even be in the company directory. Uh, they may be in a local, you know, employee database, uh, managed completely separately from IT and so on and so forth, right? So. So that, that's what makes um, uh, OT uh, very, very specific, yeah, in terms of vulnerability and, and, and threat, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, what do you observe, Sid, in that respect? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I love the things that Francois had mentioned, uh, you know, agree with them all. I think, you know, in, in thinking about this you know, particular question, the threats themselves and, you know, the threat actors and bad actors tend to be, you know, looking for you know, similar things like compromise. I think one of the things that I think of in looking at the threat landscape is less about, you know, the threats and types of threats that might be coming in, but the outcomes themselves and what the, you know, the ramifications are. I mean, we are dealing very specifically with things that touch the physical world, uh, compromising somebody's insulin pump in a hospital. Uh, you know, has a dramatically different effect for, you know, life and limb than, you know, stealing the, the plans for your marketing budget, um, you know, from a data perspective uh, on the IT side. So being able to touch the physical world and the risk profiles is really where I start differentiating. And I love the fact that Francois had brought up the, the personnel as well um, in, in terms of not just who's doing these uh, activities being different and their backgrounds being different. Um, the folks that are managing these OT assets also tend to have different priorities. These are things that are often in a real time um, run environment, meaning they are 24 seven, 365. And so their priority tends to be keeping things running rather than keeping them secure because if they go down, uh, bad things happen. So, um, you know, that, that has always been one of the kind of juxtapositions there between IT and OT. So that's, uh, that's in fact quite worrying, really, because we have ever-increasing amounts of data flowing everywhere. We have hyper-connectivity, we have 5G, we have quantum computing, um, but we also have the Internet of Things, and, uh, and uh, whilst traditional OT system, as you mentioned, Sid, earlier on, uh, are to do with uh, physical systems and valves and uh, machinery and so on and so forth, now we have the IoT, and you mentioned the insulin pump and so on and so forth, but IoT increasingly pervading uh, other industries. So uh, uh, first of all, when we look at uh, IT and OT, do these two worlds need to converge? I mean, I'll, I'll take this if that's okay, Francois, uh, and then maybe you can follow behind. But I mean, even absent a need for convergence, um, whether, there, whether or not there is a need or not, um, it's, you know, my, uh, my family 
uh, is from the South. And so they have some fairly colorful sayings. And one of those is that horse is already out the barn. It's gone. Um, it's not really an if or um, a need. It's, it's happening. Uh, in fact, many of the OT types of equipment, they're designed very much for reliance on a convergence with the IT environment and, you know, the need uh, for monitoring those things through an IT network and, you know, having a convergent point there uh, because there are so many of these devices. And I think, you know, later uh, we'll potentially talk about, you know, what those advantages are, but one of them is that convergence allows for a an overall better view of your world and with the number i think you touched on the number of devices that are out there trying to do this without it systems um kind of underpinning them uh, is is not going to be a sustainable or uh, realistic option and uh, and so now I mean, we mentioned uh, several industries earlier on, such as manufacturing and energy and health healthcare. Uh, with the advent of uh, of the IoT pervading our lives, so to speak, do you see that uh, other industries may be affected by this? Yeah, and and you know, I, I would say even to um, uh, add um, to what Sid said about you know the the convergence. Um, and, and to talk a little bit then about you know the uh, the profile and type of industries that um, are maybe more vulnerable or impacted, um, I, I would say the rule of the game here is the fact that um, operational data. So we all say you know data is the new oil, right? So many industries um, that are looking now at the operational data and, and saying, hey, how can that data now you know become an enabler to uh, new business models? Uh, new services that I could launch, um, uh, how can I monetize that data eventually, uh, is really what's driving today either, you know, I mean, the IoT um, space, but also traditional, you know, heavy industries that in the past were able uh, to protect, you know, the security of their operations just by creating, you know, complete uh, insulation of that manufacturing operation because the data could, didn't have to, uh, you know, go outside the factory. Um, you know, I mean, anything that was uh, linked to um, to manufacturing was just staying within the manufacturing con 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 confined space. Um, but again, because of the, uh, the digital transformation, more and more, you know, these organizations are now looking at their operational data and, and, and really thinking, you know, how do I monetize it, right? So, Give an example. I mean, you know, I mean, would it be great, for instance, right, to be able to give customers that are ordering, you know, heavy equipment, um, real-time updates of, of where, you know, their um, their order is sitting in the production line, right? In that, that's a new service. That's value. Um, we, we all know also about, you know, many heavy industries that are um, doing preventive maintenance, you know, by having uh, real-time data fueling back into uh, into the manufacturing you know to be able to analyze that data of a piece of equipment sitting in the field right i mean all, all these are good examples of the fact that as Sid said you know i mean um the the companies that are not thinking this way um are obviously i mean not um you know in the process of doing their digital transformation and um and, and, and that's why, to me, um, the, 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 the profile of the companies that are mostly impacted and that need to look at security from an OT slash IT convergence 
are the companies that are right in the middle of that digital transformation, right? So looking at OT data and, and systems and so on and, and, and finding new ways to, uh, to transform um, their usage. Uh, and um, companies that obviously are very vulnerable to um, what's described you know, as the possible physical harm, right? In, uh, in the physical world, uh, that if they get uh, attacked, um, can have serious consequences, you know, to um, to their customers or to society at large, and and that's you know part of the, the ransomware attacks that, that that we've seen, right? I mean, uh, the ransomware hackers are, are the ones that are looking at the industries that that need this type of profiles. So that's why I think that the the, the industries we are talking about that meet these two criteria, right? I mean, digital transformation that and, and need to leverage and monetize the OT data plus. Uh, the public exposure or the cost, you know, of business disruption, um, and and that's why we go back to specific, you know, manufacturing companies, right? I mean, utility companies as well. Uh, the retail industry obviously is also, you know, I mean, a uh, company matching that profile. Transport, transportation, healthcare, and so on and so forth, right? Does it make sense? Uh? Yeah. Absolutely, it makes sense. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned digital transformation because, of course, now also businesses uh, uh, all over the world are becoming increasingly uh, reliant on uh, on the cloud and therefore uh, that associated with digital transformation, of course, you know, exacerbates the, the, the risks and, uh, and the threat uh, landscape. So, so when we look at... Uh, IT and OT convergence within that context, what are the specific benefits that we uh, could derive from this, Sid? Well, I think I kind of had touched on it a little bit in, in you know, describing some of the, the IoT impacts earlier. But, you know, ultimately, the reason that these devices, uh, the, you know, typically which are you know, older, a um, little bit more simple, are starting to become more ingrained with the IT environments is because there's so many of them. And how do you manage all of those without centralized, you know, monitoring systems? So how do you, how do you even provide that level of connectivity for that without leveraging your IT backbone? I mean, you just you can't. And so, um, you know, the benefit of the, this convergence of IT and OT is that you're able to, you know, with a, a more technology focused, you know, personnel pool, uh, monitor and manage more devices, uh, more uh, real time. You don't have to send somebody out to one of these remote sites. You're able to have, you know, three or four people looking at 50 to 100 to 1,000 sites, uh, all kind of monitoring the health and management of a lot of these devices. And, um, you know, that that scale and convenience alone uh, tends to, to push a lot of decisions towards put, getting the IT and OT together. And, and, and I would add to that, um, Nila, as well, um, that um, clearly when we talk about uh, OT in the context of uh, you know, leveraging data, ma making, you know, machines interconnected, devices more inter interconnected, and, and we get back to a, a data protection problem that we know how to solve already in the IT space, right? So, so I think the, um, the, uh, the, the convergence here um, clearly, um, you know, would benefit OT from a, 
uh, you know, the ability then to leverage the, um, the way to protect data and interconnectivity between devices, machines, and so on, right? So I think that's the, uh, the plus. Um, on the other hand, it doesn't have to fully converge because um, to a certain extent, um, OT specifically has some unique requirements and being able actually to, to take these into account to improve the, uh, the security posture can introduce actually some new security use case that could be specific to OT. Uh, to give you an example, for instance, you know, um, in the manufacturing uh, space, right? I mean, uh, there is a the physical access component that I mentioned, which is quite important, right? I mean, if, if you expect, you know, uh, workers working on, 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 on specific manufacturing equipment to be on site, um, then you can take into account whether that um, that worker has batched in to the into the factory. So, so you, you basically now take into account the physical access component where you can validate that the employee is actually on site before you allow that employee to access, you know, I mean, uh, specific systems, which is a very interesting use case, I would say, in, in OT, where you, you kind of bridge together, you know, the physical um, component with the, um, the logical access. And, and bring solutions that can um, that can uh, basically merge the two together to improve the security posture, and and that's that's kind of unique, you know, to OT uh, because again in the IT space now all security solutions have been designed, you know, to uh, take into account the fact that employees can be anywhere, right, in the world; they don't have to be sitting at an office. Right? So so there are some unique aspects yeah, of of OT that don't need to converge, right? Actually, uh, that, that could evolve into being something specific and, and unique to that space. But on the other hand, anything that is related to data protection, um, I think OT can heavily benefit from mature systems that have been proven you know, in the IT space. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, that's uh, interesting that you should bring that up, Francois, because uh, uh, that we can see sort of uh, the evolution, uh, the forced evolution because of this uh, IT and OT convergence or, or indeed specific OT use cases, as you mentioned, where access management itself as a discipline mode will, uh, will evolve with that. Do you think that will be the case? Yeah, and, and I think the example I gave, you know, is something we've already been thinking about, right? Because we, you know, I mean, at, at Thales, we, we do physical access security, right? I mean, we provide at least solutions to protect, you know, people that uh, go into buildings and facilities, right? I mean, we have that notion of converged badge, right? I mean, it's a badge that can that users can can use to access facilities and you use the same uh, same product also to, um, to, to provide authentication to systems. Um, so, so kind of sitting between the two worlds, right? I mean, the physical world and the uh, the online uh, world. Um, we've been now, you know, I mean, really thinking about how we can bridge these two to um, to provide uh, better security. And um, and I think the OT space is is a prime uh, field uh, for this type of use case to emerge. So, so yes, definitely, we see uh, we see at least some very interesting ideas in that space. Yeah. And what's your take on it, Sid? Yeah, I mean, kind of backing up what I had originally talked about with the the convenience portion. I mean, and I think Francois touched on it earlier as well. And you're talking about systems that we have in place on the IT side from an access management perspective that, you know, heretofore have been a little bit more um, le less stringently applied. Uh, on the OT side and with the convergence of ITOT and being able to leverage some of the, not only the equipment on the IT side to manage access, whether it's physical or electronic, but um, 
the practices themselves of, you know, ingratiating some of these devices with, you know, password management tools or, um, you know, on board, you know, personal onboarding mechanisms, uh, you know, it only helps kind of increase the security overall of the system. And in fact, that's a very, very uh, nice segue uh, into the next question, which is um, how can organizations uh, improve their defensive tactics? So to you, Francois, first. Uh, yes. So clearly, I think that um, I touched a little bit on that previously, but um, uh, there are solutions, especially when we talk about um, protecting data in the context of um, OT data being monetized or, or fueling, you know, the digital transformation of these organizations. Um, the, uh, the the best practice is definitely to leverage, you know, I mean, uh, mature data protection solutions that do exist. And the data protection also in the context, by the way, of IoT is, is very similar, right? When we have devices that are interconnected and that are sharing data and you want to make sure, you know, that the data is protected, you know, while it's in transit or, or while it's being stored. Um, so these, these solutions already exist today and it's a matter of applying them to these new use case. Um, so that's the uh, that's clearly I mean something that, that already can be enabled, um, and and then you know for me it's also um, you know another pragmatic step which is um, don't overthink it right I think there are some some baby steps that can be done with uh, eventually some of the solutions that are already in place I mentioned for instance the convergence of physical access that can eventually be leveraged you know to also provide logical access. Uh, if you already have, you know, physical access systems at the, at the factory because uh, people come in, you know, in the morning and they badge in, um, thinking about how you can use that um, that's, that system already to now also provide uh, authentication and, and, and access management, you know, to, um, to OT systems and resources is definitely uh, possible. And, uh, and, and that's why I think, you know, looking at, um, at solutions that are flexible in terms of how you want to uh, protect employees and, and, and what form of authentication are more relevant to that type of population is, is definitely uh, a, an important, you know, element, element to take into account, right? So, so that, that, does it answer your question, Mira? Uh, absolutely. I'm now going to ask uh, Sid whether he's seen uh, uh, particular uh, use cases uh, uh, within uh, uh, his clients in terms of uh, best practice that he's actually uh, observed as defense, as far as defensive tactics are concerned. Well, I can I can certainly talk uh, some best practices that you know we've seen implemented in the field. I, I would kind of like to echo some of the things that Francois had mentioned. I loved the comment about not overthinking it and making it more complicated than it needs to be. Um, but, you know, if we're talking about things that, you know, how to secure these, um, improve the defensive tactics, I mean, a lot of it is applying some of the same tenants that we have in the IT space to these OT environments. And I think Francois touched on that, but it is really starts with taking a look at what OT systems or devices even make up the environment uh, would be, you know, the best practice tip or, you know, best practice, I would say, is the companies that have a larger handle on this from a, a cybersecurity controls um, perspective are the companies that can provide you a list of what their OT devices are, make, model, firmware level, and, 
you know, then are able to extrapolate from there and apply the appropriate controls because, uh, you know, everything basically begins with knowing what is in your environment. Uh, and uh, that would be kind of the best practice, I would say, is start with knowing what you have so that you can secure it. Very wise words, uh, Sid. Uh, uh, indeed, those that have a, a good uh, uh, information security posture are probably best placed to actually understand that they need to do with their their OT uh, environments. Uh, so I'm afraid we're very soon going to run out of time. But before I let you both go, uh, I would ask you, ask, you, ask you for one last tip for our audience. So starting with you, Francois. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, for me, it's, uh, you know, probably a, a repeat to, uh, of some points I already made. I think that the first one is uh, start now, right? I mean, take, take some pragmatic steps, look at, you know, I mean, solutions you already have in place and, and, and see how you can leverage them eventually or expand from that. Um, the, the second, you know, I mean, uh, the second comment I would make, on the other hand, is uh, take pragmatic step or look at, at existing solution, but make sure that on the other hand, you don't put yourself in a corner down the road. Uh, because again, uh, many of the traditional security solutions uh, have been designed uh, for the IT world. And, and as we just discussed, right, I mean, there are many things that are very specific to the OT world. Um, so, so from a vendor selection standpoint, um, just make sure that, yes, you don't put yourself in, in a corner. Look at solutions that are adaptive, flexible to your population, to your environment, to the type of devices and machines that, um, that you're dealing with. Right? So. Thank you, Francois. And Sid, what's your one last tip? Yeah, I mean, I would also echo a point that I made earlier in terms of just knowing yourself. Um, and I'd like the, the start now. I think in terms of kind of augmenting that, that um, you know, data point and that best practice is really for OT, there are some very specific nuances in terms of really enumerating these devices and getting an idea of your environment overall and where your risk points are. So from a best practice tip of kind of making sure you have a fairly robust uh, understanding of the devices that make up the environment, uh, just know that when you do start now, uh, some of these devices do not really make themselves known very well to scanning tools or otherwise. In fact, you probably don't even want to be scanning some of these environments. So there's very little in terms of a substitute for kind of boots on the ground. And there's, there's tools out there that can help augment this stuff, augmented reality and other things to do these inventories. But, uh, you know, would, would highly recommend having somebody, uh, if it hasn't already been done, doing a you know, physical inventory by walking these sites. Well, from both of you, it sounds like start now, be pragmatic and uh, know yourself, uh, which uh, suspiciously sounds like uh, good risk management. You've been fantastic, both of you, Francois and, and Sid. Uh, thank you for being such fantastic guests. You have been listening to the Thales Security Session podcast. Today's episode was the convergence of IT and OT with Francois Lanier, VP Access Management Solution at Thales, and Sid Schaffer, VP and Chief Delivery Officer at Itegrity, hosted by me, Nara Jones. Thank you for listening.
Love this episode of the Talus Security Sessions podcast? Search us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast service to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to visit us at cpl.talusgroup.com to access previous episodes, bringing you insights from industry experts on the latest cloud and data security news and trends. Thank you for listening.